Hi, this is Tom from The Happiness Quotient. Thank you for clicking on this episode. If you've chosen to listen to some of my first episodes, 60 or so, they were created before I changed the name to The Happiness Quotient. Don't be confused if you hear my voice welcoming you to Baker Street with Tom Pollard or if you hear me referencing my YouTube channel, Everest Mystery, you're still in the right place. Until I'm a big star and can hire an editor and producer to change every episode to reflect the platform, my gut tells me you'll be okay with hearing Baker Street or Everest Mystery when you click on an episode to The Happiness Quotient. It's all me. So let's just consider us one big happy family where we all learn together brought here by our common interests and our desire to create a better world one episode at a time. I love you. Thank you. Now to the episode. This is the Happiness Quotient. If you'd like a free, downloadable PDF of The Happiness Quotient's A Course in Happiness, please visit me at patreon.com slash thehappinessquotient, where you'll see today's post, including the download link for the PDF companion to today's episode. It will be posted within 24 hours of this episode's release. Scroll down a little bit. You'll see recent posts, and the PDF will be there for you, free of charge. Je suis dans la vie comme dans mes rêves, et quand je crève, je suis le cri de qui me croit ou qui me prie. Je suis comme ça dans la vie, je renie jusqu'à mon sang et je ne sens plus qui je suis. Il n'y a plus d'innocents. J'aimerais dire que je sais ma route et que je ne doute que quand j'ai bu. When I awake in the morning usually because I've been prodded by my cat, who, as much as he's in need of love and affection when he pokes his wet nose into my eye socket, is that he's after some food. So in the darkness of pre-dawn, still mentally inside the dream state, or still mostly inside of the dream state, not having fully awakened, I slowly make my way across the floor, reaching ahead of me to make sure I don't walk into a wall when I reach the kitchen, I put a little bit of food on a plate for Simba, who then gives me some peace and quiet for at least another couple of hours while I go back to bed to slowly hold off on welcoming consciousness into my mind for the new day. In those precious hours, I still have one foot inside of the sleep realm, and I open my mind ever so gently to things higher to my higher self, and to my higher self's higher self, and to my higher self's higher self's higher self, and so on. I say, without actually speaking, words of this nature. Source, I love you. I release all negativity, all thoughts of negativity, all feelings and thoughts and spoken words of negativity that I've ever felt about myself, about something, or someone else, or that someone else has ever thought of me. I release them to my higher self, to my pure and learned, all-knowing, all-loving self, and transmute them into love and return them back to self as a chosen experience. 
After some moments, I then hearken my spirit guides, those who are sharing this journey with me from a different realm. We all have them. They watch us, perhaps often offering us words and alerts and advice when most of us, me included, are not listening because our minds are cloudy and distracted with the news of the day, what phone calls we were supposed to make that day, or if that check is going to arrive in the mail, or some perceived transgression of someone who didn't like that you wouldn't stop for them as they crossed the street because they weren't using the crosswalk, and then they muttered something awful in the open window of your car just as you passed by. And in that moment, when all the negativity is released, you don't have to do anything. Your higher self is always there, always ready, always working, loving, waiting, watching, In that moment, I, in essence, open my arms and call for my spirit friends, and I reiterate at that time that any negative energies are not allowed or permitted. I ask all my spirit guides to then come and assist me as I make my way into another day of life, asking for their assistance as I go forth, to move forth in love, in service to others, to realize my dreams, and for the universe to welcome me with abundance. Now remember, the universe is unlimited, so abundance is a term that only has its limitations based on that which we have created in our minds. Then I usually drift off to sleep for an hour or two when I awake to start my day. I go through this whole routine before sleep that evening to ask for assistance in the sleep realm. The music we're listening to is from the French-born Marianne Dessard. The song, De Rive, Dreams, is found on the Free Music Archive. Her brilliant music and more about her can be found on her website at mariannedessard.com, M-A-R-I-N-N-E-D-I-S-S-A-R-D.com. I'll put a link in my show notes. Our thoughts, particularly those we give strength and credence and attention to, are very powerful. These thoughts those that make up a great part of our conscious life, create the person that we project onto the world. They create the reality of our own lives. Imagine a person being a tiny little radio station broadcasting out to the world those thoughts, fears, worries, emptiness, depression that fill her or his mind. And while those energies are, of course, powerful, maybe more so when in the same room as that person, those energies are not constricted by time or space. And so a child thousands of miles away from home, perhaps at college, still feels equally so the disappointment of a mother or father for not having gone on the career path of their choice without a word spoken. Or a niece or a nephew awakes in the middle of the night just knowing that her or his aunt has just passed away in another town far, far away to wake up the next morning to receive a telephone call confirming just that. 
Quite simply, the thoughts that take up the balance of our day is the person that we become. When we come from a place of love and openness, understanding, our lives become richer, naturally, not through the pursuit of something so ethereal as happiness. Each day, we wake up with the possibility of a new day, and the life we live is shaped by those thoughts. You could call each day of each of our lives really nothing less than a movie set, a stage of sorts, where the people and things that we encounter and interact with are just actors on the set. And each day, we're able to explore the energies that we feel and encounter each day. So how do we realize our full potential in life? How do we become that person or that thing that we look up to? What happens in the lives of many, probably the majority of people on this planet, I would say absolutely the majority of the people on this planet, is that an individual can short circuit her or his natural capacity for joy or happiness by permitting the vast ocean of disturbances, whether it be malevolence or, or negative news cycles or, or a, an extremely busy life, having that overwhelm them and, and pushing out their natural proclivity to find happiness or joy. And instead of doing that naturally, what an individual tends to do is taking the short path, uh, drinking too much alcohol. And, you know, granted, coffee isn't a bad thing necessarily, but or, or drinking coffee or eating too much food or, or binging on television and not being able to sleep at night and finding that worry and fears overwhelm us and, and then suddenly that becomes our reality. That's what we are inside and ultimately that's what we're projecting to the rest of the world. And when fear becomes our master and we're backed into a corner, it's like we're backed into that corner with a sharp stick poking at the world as it lobs its injustices at us. Well, that's not really such a great life, is it? I think that we can overcome this vast proclivity for disturbances, for malevolence, for, for confusion by just setting about in our mind to aspire to something better, let's say more noble, to make up in our mind that we're going to rise above it, endeavor to rise above it, so that we might realize our full potential. I'm not talking about setting a mandate, saying, damn it, I am going to be noble. I'm talking about setting about in our mind to strive, to endeavor to become more noble than we are in this moment now, today. It doesn't happen overnight. It can't happen overnight unless there's some insane born-again experience, an epiphany of sorts, where in rare instances in life, people can flip a coin on their life. These things can take a lifetime. 
It can then some multiple lifetimes to fully rise above it all and and find the serenity and the peace wherein our happiness can naturally be exuded from us. So how do we do it? Maybe we set our minds on a few simple things by adopting a vision, just a vision of something worthy. In that way, we can offset in the words of Jordan Peterson, offset the tragedy of our lives. So perhaps take one or two or a few steps in that direction toward a noble lifestyle with the vision to become something more noble without judgment, without hating oneself for failing at times or failing every day for that matter. Perhaps take a few steps from the eightfold path of Buddhist practices which liberate us from suffering. Right speech. Setting about in our day to... to, to practice right speech, to not say hateful things, to not lie. And sometimes not lying is merely just not opening one's mouth. That's a start. Right thought. How do we practice right thought? When a negative thought or a, or a damning thought enters our mind, we release it. We don't push at it and feel angry about it. Damn it, I've got a monkey mind. I need to get that thought out of me. We release it. Right? So release those negative thoughts. Release them. Just as I did in, in my, as I wake in the morning, I release all negativity. And as I do that, I transmute it with love and return it back to myself, to my higher self, as a chosen, chosen experience. So as we enter each new day, allowing our consciousness to enter within us and take that step out from our bed or off the couch or wherever it is that we are sleeping to walk into the world of consciousness, a veritable world of new potential awaits us. Je suis dans la vie comme dans mes rêves Et quand je crève, je suis le cri De qui me croit ou qui me prie Je suis comme ça dans la vie Je renie jusqu'à mon sang Et je ne sens plus qui je suis So we ask ourselves these things as we encounter people and experiences If we can imagine them as merely actors in a scene, in a movie We become less attached to the outcome of that scene when you watch a movie on TV or go to the movie theater and you see a scene and someone is uh, lobbying an offense by a, a, an angry person, we don't take it personally. So if we look at our life in a sense as a, as a movie, as a series of scenes with actors, we being included as one of those act actors, we take things less personally. We look at it as a process, and if the movie does what most movies do, it will resolve itself at the end. Life is difficult. It is full of tragedy. We all die at the end of it. That is for sure. That is one guarantee. How are we going to get to that place? Are we going to latch on to fear, negativity? We can. That's our, it's our choice. We can explore in any way we so desire. We're free will beings. We can explore with negativity or we can explore with positivity. We are free will beings. We create our reality with the thoughts that we empower. All paths lead to awareness. The shortest path is with love. 
So when we embrace positivity, the world around us begins to change in marvelous, sometimes minuscule, almost imperceptible ways. Ways that will help us come into our own power. And we do that and it becomes natural and happiness rises gently, slowly, positively from us. It helps us become our true and beautiful self that we were born with. And how do we love? How do we do that? How do we go toward awareness, that being with the shortest path of love? By not judging, respecting the free will choices of other individuals, by guarding our thoughts, loving unconditionally. That's easier said than done, right? That for sure. But not to judge. When we do that, we move towards something more noble, getting closer each day to understanding that we can defeat malevolence and confusion and fear within us. Fear is a weakling. All we need to do is face it and it disappears. It's just that when we don't do that, when we're not willing to face it, it can overwhelm us and take control of our lives. At the close of each day, we in turn open our hearts and our souls to the higher self. And we can do it every moment through the day. Remember, in the beginning of this episode, when I wake in the morning, I say, Source, I love you. Source, representing for others, it might be God, or the universe with a capital U, or your higher power. Source, I love you. You can say that if you say that before every interaction with a human being, you are calling upon your higher self to be present in that situation. And then it helps you go forward in a state of non-judgment about how we do during that day. We might have failed miserably. We might have called someone a son of a bitch, someone we love deeply, and hurt someone as a result. At the end of the day, during each day, at the beginning of each day, release that negativity, all of it, every single bit of it, everything we've ever thought or felt or said about ourselves, about other people, about things, and every negative thing that might have ever been said about us that we don't even know about. Release it. Let it go. Transmute it with love and return it to our higher self as a chosen experience. Then our natural state of happiness emerges slowly. Again, maybe imperceptibly at first, but as other people are drawn toward us, we'll know that it's working. We are all radio stations broadcasting our vibrations to the rest of the world. The vast majority struggles for bare sustenance every day. There are nearly 8 billion human beings on this planet, souls, struggling to feed themselves and their family, to keep a roof over their heads, to make it week to week, day to day. Is there any wonder that literally billions of people feel lost, depressed, out of synchronicity with their own true selves? We were born with a frontal lobe, and we were also born with a God receptor. We can make a choice within ourselves to take control of it and not let fear be our master. In the podcast show notes, I'm going to list a few book recommendations that might help you in your search for meaning, if you are still on it, books that 
inspired me. If you'd like a free downloadable PDF of The Happiness Quotient's A Course in Happiness, visit me at patreon.com slash thehappinessquotient. You'll see a PDF lesson to download. Take that for free. Use it. Pass it on. Send it to someone you love or care about. For more information about me, to inquire about personal coaching or public speaking in person or online, visit me at eyesopenproductions.com. Join my mailing list, tom.dharma.pollard at gmail.com. Let me know you want to join the email list, and I will add you to it, and you will get my mailings. Please share this episode with anyone that might find these words inspiring. Anyone at all. I rely on the kindness of my listeners. That's you. Yes, I'm talking to you. I rely on you to share and distribute episodes so more people can hear it. Thank you for visiting the Happiness Quotient. I hope you'll participate in A Course in Happiness. And if you do, let me know what you think of it. I will see you all real soon. If you're still here, please, I would love it if you checked out my Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash Everest Mystery and my YouTube channel, Everest Mystery. Check me out. And as always, leave comments and share your thoughts whenever you can and share it with friends who might be interested in hearing or listening or watching. Thanks so much.